0: Well, of course, recently here on the Morning Blend, we said goodbye to our longtime Morning Blend show host, David Endress. And it was in no small part to the grand advice from our good friend, Ashley Mishike, from True North Retirement Advisors. Did he take in all that great advice? Yes. He set out to a fantastic retirement. Ashley Mishike is CEO of True North Retirement. Joining us today... To continue this tradition of great advice, Ashley, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brenda.
1: And I apologize. I'm so sorry. My advice led to David leaving. I miss him.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 we all miss him for sure. And like you said in that last show and your message, he had not done such a good job in planning for his retirement. But it's great to know that you are there to help your clients to look forward to these years. And many of us do. And we want to make sure that we are ready, ready for anything that might come along. But something that people may not be thinking about right away is, you know, couples come together, they have this wonderful life. But if there are years between when one spouse will retire and the other, there's some important considerations to look at. And that was one of your recent topics on your podcast. So tell our listeners a little bit about what are some of the challenges that they need to think about if they're retiring, say, just maybe a couple of years apart, or maybe if that gap is even greater? Yes.
1: Well, I think that there's a lot of different considerations. And the first one, probably because it impacts almost every couple, is Social Security. So when I talk about age gap, usually a five-plus-year age gap between spouses um, is, is where you want to really start to think through some of these things. And and the longer that age gap is, um, the, the more impactful some of these items could be. So, for example, Social Security... It may make sense to wait a little bit longer because every month that you wait to start taking Social Security, you'll lock in a higher benefit. Now, you you can't go past age 70. You have to start taking it then. But if you can wait a little bit longer, um, it, it's helpful because statistically, especially with most couples, I, I find, I don't know about you, Brenda, but it's usually the husband who's older and the wife who's younger. Sure. And so you know and men uh, women are more likely to outlive men anyways even at the same age so i had a client um she has since passed away but she outlived her husband by 40 years wow <laughs> and so you know we want to think about the fact that it's very likely that one spouse is going to outlive the uh, the other especially if it's a younger wife spouse who outlives her husband um, and so we have to plan ahead for that in a variety of areas. But the first thing I would think about is Social Security, just because it impacts so many people. And if you can lock in that higher benefit when you pass, and assuming your spouse is still alive, they're going to benefit from that because their income will be higher than it otherwise would have been had you taken it earlier. So that's just one example. But, you know, there's a multitude of other... Um, examples too like for example if you are fortunate enough to still have a pension mm-hmm. um, the the you want to very carefully consider the The uh, decision, regardless, but you know there's different survivor options uh, with pretty much any pension these days. And so, if if you're the one with the pension and your spouse is going to likely uh, keep needing that income after you pass, then you want to make sure that you're choosing the survivor option that's going to provide that income to them. So, those are just a couple of um, important examples.
0: Ashley, for a couple who recognizes that there there are some years between them, they are starting to think maybe within the next 10 years or so that retirement will be upon them. Are there scenarios or ways that they can work out scenarios, meaning that let's say that the husband's going to retire, but the wife's not quite there yet, that they can look at what it would take for them To maybe retire at the same time, maybe they want to hit the road, start traveling while they're still feeling healthy and active versus maybe saying, well, if you retire first, then it's going to take me a couple more years to get to where we need to be. Are there ways that a couple can work out the different scenarios to see what their retirement looks like?
1: Yes, absolutely, um, and there are a few basic resources available online to to do that and and kind of do an analysis, um, and if listeners are, you know, if you're working with a financial advisor, most of them have the capabilities to kind of model that for you. I'm actually working with a client right now where there's a 10-year age gap between the spouses and the younger spouse is going to work longer and it's a it's it's one of the biggest benefits of having an an age gap is if one of the spouses works um, when the other, re- when the older spouse retires, because you have that income, and that would allow you to do things like delaying Social Security, um, and uh, you know, depending on what their income is, if they have the ability to work part time, maybe you could still do those fun things together um, that you enjoy doing. So, the the biggest drawback though of a of a younger couple with retirement is if they do retire at the same time, you need to make sure that that whatever savings you have are going to last for, you know, potentially much longer. So, if the age gap is significant, you know, more than five or even ten years you might be looking at a 40-plus year retirement rather than a 25 Mm -hmm. or a 30 year for most people. So making your money last for four decades is a real challenge, Um, but that's that's a realistic scenario for couples who do have an age gap that is significant who then want to also retire at the same time.
0: Ashley Mishake is joining the Morning Blend once again with just outstanding retirement advice and just a reminder of things that we all need to be considering as we head into these retirement years. Another important thing to consider with an age gap, especially if you're thinking about one like you had mentioned your client with a 10-year age gap, long-term care. Because the possibility that uh, one spouse could be taking care of the other for a long-term, or even needing more specialized care, that's also going to have to work its way into the discussion. What do they need to remember about long-term care?
1: Yeah, long-term care is a big one because it can be very expensive, especially if one of the spouses ends up needing um you know skilled nursing care if they have if they end up having dementia or Alzheimer's you know those are the those are the most expensive scenarios but yeah the the main um, consideration is always to keep in mind that it, with an age gap the younger spouse is much likely to outlive the older spouse so we have to provide financially for the younger spouse and so it w- it's even more important that you have long-term care that way if the If the older spouse gets um, sick and needs potentially years of expensive care, that it's not going to drain the finances for the younger spouse. I actually had a situation happen like that uh, a few years ago, but I would also lump in long-term care with life insurance. So life insurance Mm -hmm. becomes even more important um, when there's an age gap and also making sure that your ducks are in a row with the estate planning and wills and and things like that. Um, And and sort of related to that too is if, if one of the spouses is doing all of the financial stuff. So like, you know, bank accounts and bill paying and all of that. And the other spouse is completely in the dark. That can be very traumatic when the, if the older spouse dies first and they were the one who were handling all of the finances. So you want to make sure that you're communicating more about finances and that the other, both spouses know here are where all our bank accounts are. These are all of our recurring bills. These are, you know, just those things that you know, one of the spouses tends to always just handle themselves, and the other spouse tends to be in the dark. And we want to avoid the chaos that can uh, ensue for the surviving spouse when the other one passes. Mm.
0: Ashley, and just hearing you talk, that also just brings to mind, even in my own discussion with my brothers and my parents, that it's important to let your family members know, an aging couple, they need to let their family, their children know, or those that will help be, you know, that will be the executors of their estate in the future, that they can find all of this information as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. I encourage all my clients to basically create, it's like
1: a table of contents. And so you create a list of, of all of the accounts or insurance policies, bank accounts, everything, um and then you can you can keep a copy in your safe or safe deposit box or something like that and then you say, Look, here's where all here's where my assets are. Um and then that way the insurance policies that you did pay into for years don't get forgotten about
0: by your spouse or your heirs. Mm. Good thinking. Ashley, you think of everything and we appreciate that so much and thank you so much for talking to us today and helping us plan ahead. Thank you so much, Brenda. It was a real pleasure. And again, that is Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. If you want to listen to this podcast again or to find out more information from True North, I will be sure to add a link on the podcast of this interview. You're going to find that link at MatardayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app.